Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Cassangina. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. It's a real privilege and honor today to, to uh, welcome a guest, a very special guest that I've been following for a long time online. And I finally uh, twisted his arm and managed to get him on the show. So I really appreciate uh, you coming on today, Matt. So yeah, uh, thanks no for coming problem. on. Yeah. So um, I've been following your work for a long time and uh, uh, your list is one of the uh, few lists which are um, actually uh, 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 value being on. So um, let me do, do a quick rundown of, uh, of, uh, of who you are for, for the listeners who are perhaps aren't familiar. Uh, maybe they've been living under a rock or something and they're not quite sure who you are because uh, you've been online since 1997 uh, and I've, I've, I was really interested to see uh, uh, you put your first opt-in page up in 2001 so I mean that was a that was a that was a long time before I even knew what a lot opt-in page is you know you've done well over 8,000 split tests you're uh, growing your list by over 110k uh, subscribers a day which is a lot um, and you've had a, a number one best-selling book um, the ultimate lead generation plan, which, which sounds awesome as well. But what, what you really do, and this is what uh, uh, the listeners are really interesting in finding out is about uh, the way you master split testing and short copy as well. But um, <clears throat> we're all about the split testing because uh, like I was saying to you the other day, now I thought I'd run a few a split tests in my time at Mind Valley, but from what you were telling me and that picture that, that you showed, um, uh, the other, the other day, your, your uh, stack of split tests. Yeah, for, for anyone listening, it's, he's just got a huge, I might put this up on the website as well, because it's just a huge pile of, of, uh, of split test results. So I'm really interested in the data side of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, data is my religion. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I actually, I jokingly, uh, it's funny. Well, actually, I do wear the same thing every single day. I got 20 of these shirts, got 20 of the same shorts. You know, I got 20 of the same underwear, 20 of the same socks, and, uh, and I've got five stacks of the same shoes and um, wear the same hat every day. The reason I do that is because I'd rather make decisions on data than I would make decisions on what I wear, uh, because yeah. that is that important to me. I mean, everything we do, you know, the data doesn't lie, the numbers tell stories, because, you know, I could pull stuff out of my butt, I could pull stuff out of my head, but really at the end of the day, the thing that matters the most is always the data. And so I jokingly tell people, data is my religion, you know, yeah. because it is. Um, and even right now, it's, it's actually fascinating. I'm running a, I'm running actually, as when we were looking, I'm just running a test at this moment. Um, and uh, just looking at some of the results, it's just fascinating. Always to see what I think will win, won't win, what I think does, uh, won't win, wins, you know? <laughs> so yeah. it's like, I'm never right, but I, you know, 80% of the time I'm kind of right, but yeah, yeah. you've been around for, for long enough to, to have that educated guess, but, but I'm the same, you know, every time I think something's going to win, you know, it's usually the other thing that wins and my um, educated guess, even based on 15 years in the industry, you know, uh, still um, uh, isn't right all the time. You know, that is that one of the most important reasons why you do split testing? Well, well, here's the thing. The reason I do it, because I know small tweaks, small changes win big games. I mean, yeah. you know, the difference between, it, it really happened. I can't remember what year it was because before, and I don't know, you know, everybody listening might be a little bit different before, uh, you know, cause I'm a marketer. I've been a mark. I, I actually, I probably been a marketer. I realized, and even in high school, uh, somebody just posted on uh, this, we have this group of all my high school friends 
my whole class, and they posted a picture of a, the newsletter from high school, and it said, Matt's favorite, my, I put my favorite class, marketing, which I didn't realize I loved marketing back then. <laughs> so, you know, but, um, and I, but I do, and I've always loved marketing. And the reason I bring that up is because, and say that is, you know, I realized that before when I first started, I think, thought, hey, my stuff works because I'm Matt Basak. You know, like I, I believed I was really good at marketing, so my stuff just worked. And that was my, my position in, in my mind of, hey, I wrote it, it worked. Or, I, you know, I wrote the copy, it works. It works. And that's true, it does. But what I found is if, if I just test, you know, it's the difference between, you know, like even just a slight change in conversion, even on an opt-in on, on an opt-in page, you know, the difference between 10% opt-in and a 30% opt-in or right, right now, actually I was talking to a guy named Igor. I don't know if you know Igor, but um, he was like, I'm getting an 82% opt-in rate on a page. And he's like, Jesus criminy. And I was like, yeah, cause I tested the hell out of it. You know, I mean, the difference between me getting, you know, you know, 60% conversion, you know, 60% conversion that's, or even 30% like industry average and opt-in pages, I mean, now I'm getting 82%, yeah. Yeah, you know, crazy. that's a lot more subscribers. And so I'm allowed to, I can squeeze more money, more subscribers and, and, you know, put more money in my bank account uh, just by doing it. And it's, um, you know, from there, but interesting enough, I will tell you is, um, and is, is this, whenever I'm doing testing and just getting into it, just letting people know the reason why I think my testing is so effective. Um, and this is something for everybody. I don't care what, you know, if you're a small business owner, I don't care if you're a copywriter or whatever. Um, what I found works best for me when it just high level testing is testing radically different variations. Um, I always test radically different variations, meaning if let's get back to the opt-in page for one second or any page, it doesn't matter, sales letter. Um, and this, cause that's where it really started. And then I moved it over to my yeah. email marketing, but I always test erratically. I mean, I'm talking radically different page, radically different look and feel radically. I might get radically different graphic designers. I might have a, you know, radically different, even, copywriter sometime like I will hire a copywriter to beat me like I always tell people like guys like your job is to beat me you know and I don't care who wins I just want to win you know um, so <laughs> it's radically different radically different look and feel it's not like green button versus blue button do it yeah well it's even deeper than that because to me like a lot of copywriters will tell you when it comes to copy especially on sales letters they'll say oh you know split test the headline that's the most important thing I'm like no that's a slight variation to me like to me, it's no, it's, it's a total, you know, I might make one really ugly page and I might make one really pretty page, you know, or something, you know, that to me, because when I, when you do slight variations, you're going to get slight variation in results. When you're doing radically different variations, you're getting radically different variations in results. And that's what matters to me. Cause now it's instead of a 0.2% increase, I'm getting a 10% increase or a 30% increase. Yeah, yeah. Um, it changes the whole dynamics of everything. And the same thing holds true. With, and actually, I mean, you could even see, you know, you know, not you, but like these are, this is eight different split tests on one page. And every one of these are five radically different subject lines that I tested. So yes. Yeah. Something I noticed. Yeah. And that's, and, and here's the, here's the fascinating thing. And what I found is, you know, like it, it's amazing to me to find that um, cause I don't just track opens. I don't just track clicks. I'm tracking, you know, uh, sales. Um, and I'm able to do that with a platform that I use. So I can see the highest open rate subject line is not the highest clicks and is always not the, the highest conversion because it's kind of like, if you really think about it, it's like, it sets the tone for the email. You know, the first thing they see in the subject line, it sets a tone for the email and it, it can get them in the buying frenzy or it can get them in a, like a looky frenzy, you know? Yeah. Um, so it changes everything uh, when I'm doing it. That's really interesting. So how, how do you, um, how do you uh, pre-sell all the way through like your landing page, um, 
a subject line. How do you, how do you uh, link up those different pieces of copy to get a person in a buying frame rather than just look, just engaging? Well, that's it. So, the, so for me, everything to me that now remember, I want everybody to just, I'm going to put myself in a category. I hate doing that, but <laughs> I am a marketer, but I'm really an email marketer. So yeah. everything to me starts with the email and then the email actually all starts with the subject line. So all my testing, I'm even right now, I'm looking at the testing, all testing that I do is all based on the, the radically, I do radically different subject lines. You know, of course I'm gonna have, the, I usually put the same email. So I usually test like these are five variations. So I'm always having five different variations. I always do it in odd. So five is the minimum I will do. Um, the one I'm actually running right now is nine, but, um, but typically I'll run five different variations. Now, once I do, once I am testing and tracking, I come in and say, oh my gosh, this subject line is actually, um, this subject line actually is selling, is getting more people to click, getting more people to buy. So mm. what I'll do, and this is, and I use it as, um, I use it kind of as a way to, now I go back and the email is the fastest way for me to figure out something. And then, so once I have that, now I'll go back in and it's kind of the starting source of everything that I do. So now I might transfer that. Um, that subject line actually will tend to become the, the headline. I'll test it for the headline on the page that I do. And typically, I will say typically, I don't want to give a blanket statement here, but nine times out of 10, the subject line that's actually converting the most is going to turn it, put it on the page will actually increase, help increase the page converting. And a lot of times if like I'm doing a webinar, for example, I might just change the name of the webinar to be whatever the subject line yeah, is, yeah. The headline that wants, and just kind of making it all flow uh, from there as I'm testing through. That makes, that makes a lot of sense because uh, um, uh, one thing that, uh, that we found at Mindvalley um, with uh, um, an ad to a landing page or an email to a landing page is uh, the title, uh, if the title was consistent, uh, you know, in some way, then the conversions on, on the end would be higher. So, um, oh, yeah. so it, it sort of stitches them together, it really backs up what you're saying. I mean, we didn't do anything uh, uh, to the scale that, that you do, you know, uh, which, we, we, which we had done. Well, can we take that a bit deeper for people to yeah. really like this is this. So if you guys are grasping this, what we're saying right now, I want you to really grasp what I, something else, especially when it comes to email, because that's where I, I kind of tend to always fall back at. But so here's an interesting thing. And I don't know if you've, you guys discovered this, um, but what I started discovering through my testing is that if, if we're, you know, like, yes, the subject line is going to be the first thing that they're going to see, of course. But what we also have is, especially today, people are using Gmail. A lot of people are using Gmail these days. People are using Outlook. People are using you know, these programs to look at their emails as they're coming in. And in the email now, we have the subject line. And then underneath the subject line, we have that text preview. And one thing I discovered is if, you know, especially on my winners. Now, I can't do this when I'm split testing radically different variations. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's a way I could possibly do it. But um, and actually, I just figured it out. But anyway, <laughs> um, I'd have to, you'd have to I'll control. take credit for that. <laughs> but uh, um, but, but basically if, if the subject line relates to, if, if the wording in the subject line is also in the wording in the text preview, then, or at least related to the, the wording. So if I'd said, um, email, you know, email copy, and then inside there, I said, you know, email copy inside that text preview. So that first line of the email relates to the, the subject yeah. line. I have found that that'll, that'll increase it, but let's take it even deeper. And so. What we've also, what I've also discovered through a lot of the testing is not just doing that wins. Now, uh, you and I both know as copywriter, you know, copywriters, I guess I call myself that. I don't yeah. usually call myself that, but, um, <laughs> but as a, but as a copywriter, we know that one of the first things people read is the, the beginning. And then what they do, they scroll all the way down to the bottom of the PS. 
And so in mine, what I found in emails for me, if I could create the ultimate email uh, for anybody, it would be the, the subject line mat, matching or mirroring. I call it mirroring. Mirror yeah. is mirrored in the text preview and then also is pre uh, mirrored down in the, the PS. Now, so that the PS will kind of match whatever it said there because because uh, what got them to open also gets them to click. And then, but then we could take it even deeper. And one thing that I started discovering is if I'm starting to play around with the actual links inside the email. So let's just use the subject line. I'm looking at one right now was SEO Omega. I don't, that was a winner on something, but let's just use that as an example. I don't even know what it was referring to. But, uh, but the point is, let's just say that was the winning subject line. So now the text preview says, you know, SEO Omega in it. Now down the bottom, it says something about SEO Omega in that. And then um, the, the link that I'm using. Now, if the link I'm using is um, mydomain.com forward slash SEO Omega, I've found that creates the ultimate email that I'm sending. So having everything, it's, it's mm. mirrored throughout wow. the email. So something to think about if you're sending out an email, you know, um, if you can mirror as much as you can throughout it. Now, of course, the copy inside there is going to be a little bit different, you know, while they're reading it. But if we've had it down in the bottom, and this, and if you can't think of a PS, the best PS to use is is, is mirroring the subject line. If you can't, yeah, yeah. And, then, um, and also in the li the link right there, you'll find increase the amount of clicks that you'll create in the email to get people to go to whatever page you're having them go to. Mm -hmm. that, that's really interesting because something I've been working on, like I started doing this at Mind Valley a bit and I haven't had that volume of traffic to test on uh, in the last uh, uh, couple of years since I haven't been there. But um, <clears throat> something I was working on is basically a, a, a more basic work version of what you just talked us through where it's a continuity where everything reflects, you know, the, you mentioned the URL. I never thought of having the URL um, uh, the same wording. Uh, but I wanted to kind of make everything continuous and, and contiguous so that people know when they're clicking through and reading uh, that they're, that they're in, the, in the right place and they're in the same place. Yeah. And for, for those of you guys listening, let me just give it to you. Let me say it in a different way so that really, because this, con this, this, it's not a concept, this, this truth that, that we're revealing to you is so important for you to grasp. I want to say it a little bit differently. And, and reason I, and so let's just give you an example. If you guys came to America, I mean, I know everybody's from all over the world. So let's say you came to Atlanta and you came to, you know, where I live and you asked me, Hey, where do I get the, the best pizza in town? Cause it's hard down South to find yeah. good pizza. <laughs> so I would say, Hey, go to, you know, and I would sell, tell you exactly where to go, go to um, Christos. And yeah. so there's a Christos right down the road and I would tell you to go to Christos. Well, you would drive, you know, go to Christos. You might put it in your map. You know, you might put it in the GPS. You drive over there. As you get there, how do you know you're there? <laughs> you look up, there's a sign that says Christos. Yeah. You know, yeah. if there's a sign that didn't say the same thing, you'd be like, well, it says pizza. Is that really, you know, like now there's a little bit of confusion in the mind. So it, re it, it removes um, that confusion in the mind too. And it also puts people, you know, going, you know, going through. That's interesting, and it's something that you have a problem with sometimes uh, here in Asia. I'm living in Bangkok at the moment, and, and you tend to find that streets and um, businesses uh, can be poorly signposted at times, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's completely different from the language barrier. You know, that's one thing, but, um, but to sometimes you'll go to a business and, and it's hidden away it's in a little tiny door, and the sign is tiny and, and poorly written. That they don't have the, uh, um, the marking down pad as, as it was to, and you can struggle to find things which are right under your nose. So um, it, it's true to life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to bring it in perspective for people to realize that, you know, it's so <laughs> important, you know, everywhere else we go, like, like apply it to your marketing, apply it to your, 
you know, what, what you're doing. I mean, because if not, because we all know, you know, one of the rules is, you know, confused mind never buys. A confused mind yeah. doesn't move forward. So it's like, you know, they might just drive off. Like, look, I couldn't find it. I'm going to go somewhere else. I, on the way, I spotted something else. And they're going to go, they're going to be going away. So we don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, so let, let me ask you this, um, uh, just to change, change tack uh, slightly. Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, where you get your um, email list from is very important as well. And I know you've done a lot of stuff with landing pages. You're mainly focused on email, but where that list comes from is so crucial. And uh, uh, we were speaking about uh, buying mode versus just mere engagement. Um, so I heard many years ago, and I don't know if this was from uh, Trevor Crook or not, but uh, that you that your uh, email list could only be got on if they actually bought something for you. <laughs> the case, or do you generate free leads? So I do um, for other people. Um, now I generate tons of leads for other people. Yeah. Um, but for my, if anybody wants to get my now, depending on what market and niche. So I don't just operate in the internet marketing niche. Um, so I'm in multiple different niches In other niches I do, you know, get on, get on those lists for free uh, because the core backbone of everything that we're doing and everything has to do with email. But when it comes to, you know, learning email marketing from me, it, you have to opt in with your credit card. There's no other way yeah. to get in um, <laughs> for anybody to do it. So, um, and what I did was, you know, a long time ago, there was this thing uh, everybody used to talk about. It's called, you know, the free line, you know, people would, and then yeah. if I, you're not familiar with it listening just let you know the free line was hey something you would actually sell you give for free and you know it kind of creates this good rapport with somebody i kind of reversed the free line i'm like you know what screw that you know if you want this you got to opt in with your credit card and what that allows me to do is i'm able to look at the data even better um, because i can actually identify how good that traffic source is based upon what credit card somebody's using for example you know if i get a lot of visa and mastercards that are coming through uh, through whatever traffic source i'm using at that moment i know that the quality of the people aren't going to be that good if mm -hmm. i see a lot of american express coming through then i know that i've got a really solid um tra uh, traffic source but not just a solid traffic source i know that they're going to be buying more of my upsells i know that they're going to be investing more with me in that. So I'm analyzing and looking at that discovers kind of more of a neutral, uh, but, but then I can actually look and say, Oh, this is how well this traffic source is because I'm able to figure out as people vote, you know, opt in with the credit cards. They're, they're also voting for my products with the credit cards. Cause I actually kind of look at it like money is the vote. Right. Yeah. Um, so um, as I'm looking at that now I can identify things because this allows me to know, Hey, you know, um, do I got bigger buyers? Cause one thing, I mean, just when it comes down to it, you know, American Express buyers are the best buyers in the world. In fact, when somebody goes, I have an online, um, it, it, on a, an online uh, thing on Facebook or a group. And on that group, there's one question we ask. I ask people, I was like, do you have an American Express card? <laughs> people were like, why are you asking this? I was like, I want to know, like, because I do know, you know, I want to know the answer because that tells me how, you know, how, where, I'm, where people are coming from, but not only where people are coming from, the quality of the people that are coming in. Mm. Um, because it's so it's that important everything that I'm doing. In fact, you know, when it comes to seminars, you know, if I go in and look at my seminar registrations, I go in and I analyze what credit cards, you know, that are coming through, I can actually almost predict the upsells that are going to happen there yeah. at the event uh, based upon that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so do you think that uh, um, card type as, a, as a analysis point, as well as uh, price point and, and average card value and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a mirror. It, to me, it's a very, it's a, it's mirrors. I mean, well, it's kind of mirrors, but if you see a lot of American Express, I mean, those are going to be the best buyers. The ones that are buying the upsells, 
the OTOs, whether they have pulled it out of their pocket or not, but the ones, so it, it, it's interesting. Years ago, I used to speak a lot at seminars. And the first thing I would do is like, hey, how many people, I pull out my American Express, how many people have an American Express card? Raise your hand. And I'm like, we're part of a special family. You know, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take you guys all to dinner today. And then tomorrow, you know, I didn't tell them, but then tomorrow we'll talk about something I've got. And the whole time when I'm there, I'm just, you know, taking care of them because we're, we're part of a special you know, family. I buy them all steaks. But it was interesting because of those, you know, those are the ones that are going to be, those are the ones that are the most likely, uh, because here's the reason, American Express isn't given out to everybody, um, you know, and not, not, it's not given out to everybody. And plus there's certain, you got to pay it off. And some people have different ones, but like, Hey, if you got a black card, come on, you're done. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that's really interesting. And that's based on all the testing uh, that you've been doing. Um, uh, you know, that, uh, that, uh, that customer is a better customer. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be a better customer. They're going to be most likely to buy the upsells. If you if you said to me, "Hey, take my list and and you know, take your list and run," but you can only take a segment, I would go go in, sort American Thank Express buyers, run. You know, like that would be the list I would take uh, with me because I can build back millions again <laughs> instantly mm. off of, the, of that group. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're providing value. I mean, don't be a turd about this, but yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta be offering something and doing it. I mean, I um, mean, you know, I haven't been in this industry for. 20 something years if it wasn't, you know, yeah, true, um, true. I, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of hit wonders in this world. Mm, interesting. This is uh, something that I've, uh, uh, I've been looking at doing myself because uh, uh, as a working copywriter, I'm mainly uh, doing every, everything for everyone else and, and hardly ever for myself, but I want to start doing that now. And uh, um, I've been looking at uh, uh, low priced offers to get people in the door, just to get them to opt in with their credit card. Um, and this is based on what I heard uh, uh, about you years ago. And uh, um, <clears throat> I haven't, uh, I'm just starting out on that process because I've been too busy working for everyone else. But that's, that's kind of why I'm, I'm starting to do that. So, but I, I didn't know that, uh, uh, that or I didn't, I, I, it makes sense, but I didn't think about the Amex part. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's big. But also the other thing is you think about it. I don't care. I don't care if somebody spends it $1. You know, they're a buyer and the buyer man's mindset's a lot better you know, than anything else. And in fact, we take, we're taking people right now. I mean, you know, I got people that are coming in at seven bucks, five bucks, even a dollar, and they're going out and buying a thousand dollar products from us, mm. you know, so, or, and then they're up, you know, those people, you know, are going and, and coming to a, you know, a higher, a higher ticket. I mean, but the ones that kind of rise to the top, um, you know, typically are that, you know, that especially, and let me be clear, I don't sell hope. So if I'm selling hope, your visa and your MasterCards, okay, great. They're going to be chasing hope. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not selling hope. I'm selling results. Mm. Uh, so I said, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't play in the, in the biz op world, in the biz op world. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. dark world. Um, I'm not that kind of, you know, I don't play in that world anymore. Um, so at that yeah. level, it's kind of different. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's big money in that world, but, uh, um, but uh, yeah, sleep like, at night. Yeah, I, I like the way you do it. Get to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> sleep so, well. Yeah, yeah. True, true. Um, so um, once they've come in as a customer uh, to your lists, um, uh, how do you go about uh, treating that person? Do you um, get them to consume what they've bought or are you upselling them different stuff or do you provide them a lot of content? Depends um, on what level. Like, um, so my whole intention for everything is getting people to. I have a thing called the EPC Institute in this world. So we're talking this world, but yeah. um, is getting people into the EPC Institute. In at the EPC Institute, we have everything. There is you know, fifty. Well, one's fifteen hundred. We got a two thousand dollar product. 
um, those, everybody that in, in, invests in those and, and everything that I'm doing um, is the number one goal is outcomes. It's not, it's, it's, it's not just about consuming. It's about creating outcome for, for people. Sure. Um, in fact, we, I don't know if you get for those people listening, when it comes to higher education, only 4% of the people going through higher education are actually completing courses. And that was, that to me, when I hear that is so wrong, I hate it, it but it's, it's yeah. a reality. Um, and in fact, digital marketer came out um, and they announced, I think they hit 28, 30%, or I think it was maybe 20 or 38% completion rates, which was highest the industry has really ever seen. Yeah. And Mindvalley is something like that too. And so what we did was I found out who they used and uh, we ended up creating, that's why I created the EPC Institute was created based on that. I took the same guy and we built ours. Um, and actually we just hit last month, we hit 58% completion rates. Um, wow. And the reason is because we, you know, our thing is it's, it's work. Every, we create outcomes as soon as people log in. We're, our goal is, you know, our number one goal is, in life is, you know, one is to me, it's like, this is the greatest product I ever created. So I want to get as many people to consume as much as possible. You know, we're holding them accountable. We got a built in accountability. You know, it's, you know, Hey, you know, if you, you know, a lot of us, we go through stuff and you know, the doorbell rings and we run and we forget where we left off and then we get caught up. So we, we know that like, we know exactly where people are at. We're contacting them and, you know, getting them to go through to complete, you know, to complete the program, you know, and it's, it, what's fascinating for us because of the experience that people are receiving, you know, coming through our program, or at the EPC Institute, we have of the 58% completion, 20, I mean, sorry, 80% of those people, they're writing in without solicitation saying, thank you very much. It's a great product or going in and posting on the internet that they just completed the course. I mean, it is awesome. I mean, and like it's becoming very viral um, because of they're creating outcomes for themselves. They're, you know, I mean, it's, you know, outside of it, it's really good, but and I'm yeah. not selling it. I'm just telling you, like, when you stand behind something, you know, you got to get them to consume. You've got to get people to create outcomes. Like, if you're not creating, if people aren't creating outcomes, then what good is it? Mm. So, and, and in, inside their life, whether it's, you know, somebody buys, I don't care if we're selling health products. Like, you know, if, yeah. if, they're, if they're not consuming, one thing is consuming it, but two is actually getting outcomes from it. So, you know, in order, and it, when, when you do that and people create outcomes for that, um, which is, which ha what happens is they're more, they're more likely to buy whatever else you have. In fact, when we released our newest program, I mean, it, we, I mean, it was crazy. Like we actually broke our, it took us what it took us a year to do. Hey, we pretty much did in one month because yeah. of people realize. And actually the number one comment I had was, is Matt, if this is as good as the first one, then I'm on. And I was like, yeah. this is, and I said to him, folks, this is even better <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> because I'm be I'm smarter. I know more, you know, and plus when I built this, I built this from a different perspective. I said, and I told him the truth. I was like, I didn't just build this for you. I actually built this for my kids. I was sitting around the, con the table and I was, I rearranged everything with my curriculum design team. And I said to everybody on my team, I said, guys, you know what? I want to change it. I said, I was looking at my kids and I said, if there's one thing I could distill on my children and, and we're talking, and it was route copy. Um, Cause I just came out with an email copy, uh, a short email copy course. Yeah. And I said, if there's one thing I could distill on my children, it's this, I want them to understand the power of copy. Copy is, you know, it, you know, having that is, you know, I think I saw you write on your Facebook page, something about the highest paid skill in the world. It's the most valuable thing in the world to me. It is, mm -hmm. you know, with, without having that, uh, that, that possession. Um, and it's the one thing I'm, in fact, it's so important. And, uh, we have some common friends and, you know, like Ted Nicholas years ago was at one of his seminars and uh, he gave us these magic words and I always put them next to my computer and put them yeah. on my wall. And I was like trying to get them to become part of me. Like every, 
every time I spoke the words, I wanted to see if I can apply those words that he, he gave us. Cause he said, you know, these words will make you rich. And I was like, well, I'm going to do this. And in fact, it was so important that, and I knew how powerful it was for me, you know, growing my business and using, using them that um, with my children, when they're growing up and now they're, well, I got one golf college, but then I have uh, one 11 and one 13 turning 12 and then 13. Um, when they were little, I wrote a story and I used to read them every night in front of the bed. And inside there, I was talking about this guy they met and or this guy that went from here to here. And then it was like, they learned these magical, magical words. And so like, I distilled those words in them. So you'll, and, and what's even fascinating is you can take, so you can take my children and let's say like right now my kids are playing with their friends. So, you know, let's say we had 20 kids cause we live in a crazy awesome neighborhood with a bunch of kids for my kids yeah. to play. But like, let's say there's 20 kids standing here in front of us uh, right now. And I said, and I go to my kids, I was like, kids, uh, what's the magic word? And, you know, if they wanted something and all the kids would say, please, and this up for my kids, and my kids would look at me and says, dad, it's because, and I'm like, <laughs> exactly. You know, like, and I was like, you can get anything you want. The true magic word in this, in this world is because, mm. and, uh, you know, and it's funny because my, well, and I just used it without, yeah, exactly. it. but it, it is, it is truly fascinating um, you know, if anybody read, you know, some of the books and the, the power of giving people a reason for something like, and so my kids will literally get so much like they, my, they're like born salespeople. Like they'll talk to my parents and uh, it's funny. My parents do not know my kids are using because it's natural for them. They're not doing it yeah. intentionally. They're yeah. like, grandma, can we go um, swimming? Because I saw a kid that I wanted to meet and like, oh, sure. You know, like, but if they go, can, grandma, can we go swimming? They're like, my mom would be like, no, you know, like, but they're like, well, grandma, because there's a kid I saw. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, we're off to the thing. And the kids have seen the power in and being able to use certain words in their life that is, you know, gotten the results that they want. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's amazing. That's a, that's a huge, uh, um, it's a huge uh, thing that's going to be uh, throughout their life. They just know that they, that they need to frame whatever, whatever they're asking for in that way, you know, provide that reason why copy in there. And then, you know, and not like, like you said to the parents and no one knows that they're actually deliberately using it. So, uh, <laughs> well, they're actually that's not. Job. That's what the cool yeah. thing is. So instilled and ingrained in them that they do it naturally now. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, yeah. that's yeah. where the power is. I think that, you know, um, you know the power is and, you know, for everybody, I mean, yeah, yeah. Every time, uh, you know, I've had a uh, piece of copy or an email campaign that hasn't worked, you know, you go back and look at the problem. It's because you haven't provided a, a, a reason why, you know, a reason why you're contacting someone, a, re a reason why you're asking for a sale, a reason why you're, you're sending out this campaign. So that, that's always the reason at the, at the bottom of it. Yeah. And I think for everybody listening to, you know, getting on the idea of reasons, um, you know, like I don't care if you're a small business owner or anything else, think about what we just said. I, I just want to put that in your mind of think about what we just said about the idea of reasons. Like, the, you know, it can get my kids to go, you know, to get my kids to go, you know, sell my grandparents or sell anybody on whatever they want, but it also can get you to sell anything. So there's all these different reasons. One of the easiest reasons for anybody um, to contact, communicate and to make sales is I believe is through holidays. And so if you're not, if you don't have, maybe let's say you have a marketing promotional calendar and if you don't, you should get one, you know, create one. Um, I like to usually make mine about three months in, in, yeah. in three months because things can change yeah. after three months. But my point is, is look at all the holidays that are coming up. You know, those are great reasons. And I don't care if it's a true, it's a holiday that's a, is a holiday that's a, you know, like everybody knows about, um, you know, like in America, we have Thanksgiving, we have, you know, Christmas, we have this, we have that, um, you know, every country might have different holidays. There's Boxing Day in UK and, yeah, you know, yeah. 
So there's, there's those reasons, but there's also crazy reasons. Like today's pizza day, you know what, as I'm eating this pizza, you know, I was thinking, you know, like blah, 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 blah. So there's always reasons why that you can use. And there's crazy holidays that are created um, out there that always we can use. Um, you could, you could use as reasons. Yeah, there's a guy, um, I don't know if he still does this, Troy White, who used to produce a, a marketing calendar every year. Maybe he still does that, but you can get these calendars where every, that every day has got like a, uh, uh, the holiday of that day or that somewhere in the world, this is a, like piece of day somewhere in the world. Uh, yeah. you, know, so you have every day at least one holiday or, or special occasion that you can use uh, as an angle in your email. Like uh, Saturday, this last Saturday was Friday. So it was like, I, I, and actually I saw the, the burger joint that we're at. It's like, today is national Friday for fr French fries. Uh, so therefore you can get a free, you know, fries. Yeah. And I was like, that is brilliant. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, and I didn't see yeah. any other place doing it, but like thinking about how you can apply that. Cause there, people are looking for reasons, um, you know, and that'll pull people more into you. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, uh, you've got your uh, uh, list and your customers from the right place. You're um, using good copy. Um, how do you approach uh, uh, creating good offers and, and pitching those offers to that list in a way that, uh, that they'll be receptive to that? Is, do you have like any guidelines or principles for that? Um, so interesting enough. So whenever I'm writing anything like selling something to the, or thinking of an offer, the number one biggest thing I do is what I'm doing right now because I just have to do it naturally. And I grab my wallet. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, I go in, I grab one card, my American Express card, yeah. and I set it That's on my computer. One. Yeah. <laughs> and I set it on my computer and I stare at it. Now, I ask myself the question as I'm looking at it right now, uh, you know, I'm really doing it. Like I ask myself the question, what, you know, what do I want to offer them? But what will it take to get them to, you know, to, to buy this? So there's like what I want them to have, but also what they want. So, um, and so I'm always staring at that. Whenever I'm crafting the offers, I come from that place. And then I, and I always start with the order. So it's like, okay, so if I get somebody to whip out the credit card, what will they need? They need the order form. So um, the first thing I ever, the first thing I do, and I don't, um, Actually, actually, I have them right here in my bag. So this is my, this is funny. I don't leave home without a without an order form. So I have my order form right here. Um, so then what I do is I start drawing out on an enrollment form or an investment form or order form. You know, once I, I start drawing out, here's what it would take to get them to fill out this order form. And so then after I work on that, then I go back in and start working on whatever copy I'm going to. But I always cut my big, number one biggest thing is like, what's, you know, th that's the outcome that I want to create, but how am I going to create that outcome? So it's, it'll take this, this, and this, and this. And then I also ask myself, well, if they get all this, I want to, and one of the greatest bonuses, I always ask myself this because I always like to give bonuses. And when I get bonuses, one of the bonuses um, that I like to do is something that proves that it actually works because it does, right? It has to work in order to make yeah. it happen. But, so give me an example. This is, so I don't, do you know Johan? Do you know Johan Mach? Uh, I know of him, yeah. Okay, so Johan and I are really close friends. He's like one of my best friends. Like, I mean, so he's a big copywriter in Asia. He, he really does, he doesn't, nobody can hire him anymore, but he does, writes copy. I've um, been writing copy forever. Um, okay. And we became really close friends. And um, I bring that up because Johan, and I'm gonna give you guys like an example that's hilarious. And so pardon me, um, if, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but this is so good. So he used to sell these things called hot rod pills. This is before like a Viagra got really big. Yeah. And uh, 
So he created the hot rod pills. I think he was making like $400,000 a month on selling these hot rod pills. But here's the secret. So, uh, well, one of the secrets. So when you went to the page and you like all of a sudden, you know, you want to you know, get these hot rods because, you know, the thing's not working anymore. And so anyway, <laughs> you go to the page. And so when you go there, you click on the order form, the order form pops up and it's like, okay, if you buy one, you know, it's this price. However, you buy 10, you know, you, you, you buy 10, we'll give you the bonus of, you know, this is hot rod pill. So give you a bonus of penis cream because you're, you're going to get sore. And then, and then after you do that, <laughs> now if you buy 50 of these, if you buy 50 bottles, we're not just going to give you, you know, cream for you, for him, we're going to give cream for her. Cause she's going to need it too. Like, so my point is, is like, it's like, it's like, it just says you, you have an element of proof in the, yeah, in the bonus it itself yeah. without even doing it. Like this stuff works so good. You're going to need this. <laughs> so we're going to give it to you as a bonus. So, so my point is think about how you can apply that to yours. And that's what I'm always doing. It's like, how can I create, you know, say, you know, prove that this works without saying, you know, prove, without saying that um, in that. So I'm always thinking about that. So, you know, if, you know, for example, you know, like, I mean, just giving, I mean, that's probably the best thing I could give, but yeah. and people get that is like, how do you like say like, well, when this works, they're going to, you're going to need this. Yeah, so therefore yeah. you have this too. And you're saying when it works, not if it works. Yeah. 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 So um, that, that, that's, that's amazing. I've never even considered like that angle before. So I'm going to, I'm going to cut this call short right now and I'm going to change it. <laughs> and go write it. Cause it'll make you tons of money. I mean, I swear to God that right there, like, cause if you think about that as copywriters, we know, what are we going to have? Like, you know, the best thing we could ever do, you know, ever create, if we want to really sell something, I mean, outside of copy is, well, you would use verb, verbal copy, but you know, um, mm. but creating demonstrations are the best thing you can ever do. Right. I mean, demonstrations sell. And that's why here in the United States, like, I mean, if you're watching infomercials late at night, it's demonstrations. Demonstrations are like the, yeah. the, the, the fastest way to sell anything. Now, but if we want to sell things without demonstrations, then we got to have, we got to have, because demonstrations create an element of proof. It, mm. it, it, it really, it, it proves it as much as you can humanly possible. Yeah, you probably can't sell the hot rod pills on an infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might get a little trouble with that one. But, um, <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, <laughs> the proof would be crazy. But um, but my point is, but my point is for everybody is like we want to create proof. I mean, the more that people because the number one biggest question is what if this doesn't work? You know, like we got to overcome that proof. And so you know, utilizing it in the offer, not just in the copy, because you know <laughs> we proved it. You know, I mean, because that's to me the key is you know is that one offer. And so and then from there, what I always do is you know so I'm creating you know, I create the order form the way I talked about it. Um, you know, creating the order form, creating the offer. Now, once I have that, now I'm going right in the copy. And in the copy, I actually act as a detective. So it's like, how do I prove all this stuff, uh, you know, when I'm doing it? But then when I go back to the email, so, you know, when, when I'm creating the emails, this is where, this is, this is just me and, and people can dis, probably disagree with me all over the place, but um, because they're taught differently. But this is the, what I believe is true um, from what I've seen is, my emails are actually segments of the copy on the sales letter. I, we were talking about the congruency all the way across. I am literally going in and I'm going, because to me, what did I spend the most time on outside of the offer? What did I just spend the most time on? Let's spend the most time on the headline. Um, you know, so what would be the best subject line for me to use? Probably the headline, you know? Um, well, actually, let me actually take that back a step. What I probably, as a cop for me, the first thing I actually spent the most energy on and time on is the name of the product. So 
because of that, like if I had a go-to on a new product that I'm releasing, if I had a go-to subject line that I would use, that would be name of product is live, you know, because I spent so much thought and energy in the name of the product. Um, the next thing I would probably spend, you know, may, the next subject line might be the headline because I spent yeah. so much time and energy thinking about that. Um, and then, you know, from there, but where I'm getting the copy is not, is right from the copy that was already written. All the energy is already put into it, um, you know, already put into it. And now I'm going in and now I'm sending the emails based upon the copy. So it is congruent. It is, you know, it is mirroring pretty much what was said. And the one thing, there's no like, what, you know, yeah, like for yeah. me, because when I'm using, and I'm using short email copy, so I'm not writing long stories or anything. I'm, I'm just, you know, I want to make it as relatable. When they go there, like, oh, this is exactly. Or if I pull the copy somewhere out of the middle or somewhere out of the end, I want them kind of, they're kind of searching for it. It's kind of like the Zagarnik effect in a sense. Yeah. But it's like, they're searching for it. It's like, oh, he said this, you know, everything seems right, but where is it? Oh, there it is. This is exactly, you know, it's, it's in the copy and it just, you know, I have it. So now they, they actually believe what he says is true. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because uh, where people are try, trying to reinvent the wheel, you know, they're writing emails, to, they're trying to write a whole new sales pitch uh, to go in their emails when they've already got one in, on the sales page. Yeah. Well, and then, I, then, of course, then I get back to the split testing and then it just turns into a new chain because yeah. I mean, you know, that might change it. That might change the some of the elements. Like I might find that, you know, like I might actually use the offer and I might actually put um, – you know, I've done this before. It's like I kind of came up with, um, you know, like I said, I'm going to give them five, um, five secrets inside there. I might change it to seven and go add them in the product or add them in the thing if I can, if seven one in my testing. So yeah, yeah. it also is it's a good starting point, but it I want to find out what's really resonating with my list getting back to the testing, you know, and, um, you know, and make it kind of feel like when they go there, it's like, man, you just read my mind. Like, this is what I wanted, um, you know, <laughs> to make things happen. <laughs> So um, what kind of uh, um, tools should people use when they start doing split testing? I know that you've got some and, and there's uh, some third party tools as well. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately from an email perspective, unfortunately there's not many out there. Um, there is, okay, let me just restate my, some, yeah. there is stuff out there. Unfortunately, it's so counterintuitive. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's hard to do. And that's why nobody's doing it. Right. Um, I mean, I was just talking to, I was on um, copywriter a call with uh, Bill Glazer and his daughter, Mira um, or Mar or whatever. We were on the call. Yeah. Mara. And, um, and so I have a friend named Mira. So I just thought, her, um, but um, so, but Bill and I were on the call and I was, you know, kind of talking about this and that I, and I think he asked his daughter, why aren't we testing more? Cause I was showing him my test. And she goes, cause it's so hard. Like what we're using, you can't really do it. And I've been on boards like, or on, in part of groups and telling people like, here's how to do it, make it easy. It's really hard for a lot of places. I will tell you if there's, there's really only two places that I found from an email perspective to um, that they're the easiest to use to really figure it out. Um, one is get response, get response. That's why actually all these are actually five radical variations um, because get response only allows me to test five, but it's so easy to test over there. Um, e, it's easier yeah, than yeah. I've seen. And then the second thing is, well, of course, for somebody that's not happy with, you know, what I'm seeing, I created my own. So um, <laughs> it's based on that. And we just released it to the public not too long ago. It's called Send Eagle, but I'm not here to sell you guys on that. But the cool thing is um, what we did was we took all my testing and we put it in there. And so we made it so intuitive that, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm right now I'm running. That's why I'm running today. When I said I'm running nine today, but the stuff I was showing, if you saw the thing, those are five. 
uh, yeah. because a couple of months ago I just moved over and now I'm able to test more variations um, because I'm not restricted by that and um, you know from it and so yeah so you, you're like uh, um, you're searching for other platforms to help you do the split testing where most people are happy if they're doing one split test with two different subject lines you're just yeah. going you're just like the, the mad scientist of of split testing you, you 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 can't get enough you want to split test this and this and that well and, and the reason i can't get enough i will tell you the day i don't know if you get you ever heard of this guy named joe lavery but joe was in my he used to work out of my office years ago i used to call him the testing freak and we were doing this launch i brought in fourteen thousand nine hundred and eighty seven rebuilding customers at you know, thirty dollars a month yeah. in this promotion and we did a seven-day window and we did 32 different variations he was testing the page and it, you know, the difference between me making, if you do the math, I mean, 15,000 people, let's just say times $30 a month. It's a lot of money. Um, you know, but if you do, we had that thing down to like, it was like at six, 9% when we started and then we got it up to 25%. The difference in my rebuilds, the difference in my monthly income radically changed because of it. So I was like, holy crap, like why? And I look backwards, once you do it, and I'm just gonna say, once somebody does it and you realize, looking backwards, how much money you lost. <laughs> yeah, sure. I was like, Oh my God, I lost millions of dollars. Millions of dollars went to my hand just by spending a few extra minutes. And yeah. it's just, you know, it, it, it might take a few hours to start figuring it out and get in the routine, but it's a few extra minutes a day. Um, ads, I double, I will, because of split testing, just on emails, I double the amount of my make every, double the amount of money I make every single day. And so, it doubles the amount of money I make because of it. If I went with what somebody gave me, if I went with this, like I want to test it because it, you know, like the big thing is, is like I was saying, it's kind of like, it allows me to read the, you know, kind of like read the palms of the hands of my subscribers and make them think, you know, think that I'm some kind of like psychic or, you know, divine clairvoyant, you know, when, when they're doing it, it's like, it's, it's able to me to really, you know, talk to them and understand um, you know, it, it also, for me, what it does, it removes the uncertainty. I don't know if it's going to work in my marketing campaign. It removes the, eliminates all the guesswork, you know, from that, but also what it allows, it lets me do, it let me, it allows me to learn, you know, like I become like kind of this, you know, I'm, I'm a learning machine. So it allows me to learn how my customers are actually respond. It allows me to, you know, then, then how I think they respond. And it also allows me to get un, um, unexpected insights so I can create better and more effective copy. Um, while I'm doing it because you know what I think is true isn't always true and what yeah. they respond to it's like whoa I need to have <laughs> this point in more because this really resonated you know with the people that I had yeah yeah for sure this it's one of the uh, uh things which which uh um <clears throat> you know this is what that's why I wanted to come back to uh send eagle because I, I'm using different autoresponders when I work with clients so you know some some I uh some I just give it to the copy on docs and some I do send out the emails and like I'm working with someone right now who um, is using um, Entreport and uh, we've just found that you can split test um, an automated sequence uh, subject line but you can't split test the subject line of a broadcast so that's that's a big uh, and that's the most important yeah. I mean I'll tell you I'm sorry but the, just just so everybody knows so if you think about this broadcast, we have two different sections we're talking about for those people who aren't really as familiar in the terms as we are is, you know, you have the broadcast where we're sending out to everybody and we have the sequence, which is automatically, you know, people are getting, you know, automatically. Yeah, that's final. Yeah. most. So to me, the way that I create my sequences um, is I, it's like, I'm, it's kind of like, 
I was a boxer. I don't look like it now, but I used to be a gold glove champ. I was 33 in the nation in boxing. But the reason I bring that up is because it's kind of like my, it's like my left. My left, all it does is just figure out my distance so I can land my right. Um, so that's how testing is to me. So when I'm testing, I'm just throwing my jab out there just to figure out, get to figure out, you know, how far I am from it so I can land my right. But yeah. once I land my right, meaning I found my winner, now I take those emails, the winners from my broadcast and bring them in to my sequence and putting them in there. What? Because to me, like, why would I put an email in the, in the front of my sequence? It, it doesn't work really well. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, and this brings up a very important point for everybody listening. You know, if you want to make 320% more revenue on anything that you're doing when it comes to email, this is where most people make the biggest mistake. Your welcome messages or triggered messages, messages that are triggered by individuals are the number one most read, the most highest open rate subject, uh, open rate emails that you're ever going to send. So when we're sending broadcast out and sending a broadcast out, we got to do whatever we possibly can to get, get people's attention. But when we're sending, when we're sending a triggered sequence that somebody opts in to get, you know, the email or when somebody yeah. uh, resets a password, somebody does something to trigger a sequence, they're, they, they're kind of, exp they're expecting that they're searching for that. They're looking mm -hmm. for that. So it's going to have the highest, you know, the, the highest response rates. So it's going to have the you know, highest response rates. But when we're sending a broadcast out, what we're going to, we have to do is our job is to get their attention. We've got to get their attention. We've got to get them reading. We've got to get them clicking. But um, and the reason I bring that up is, and I threw out a number of 320%. And let me, let me throw this out to you guys because this was a writer down. If you didn't write anything down during this thing, write this one down. Um, and especially with opt-in pages or if you've got a newsletter, somebody's opting in, um, signing up. That first message that you send somebody, the biggest mistake everybody makes out there is that welcome message sends to people that you should put thought into and you should really think about because the welcome message the welcome message is it counts for 320% more revenue more revenue is created by that welcome message than anything else it's the one message that you're going to find i actually have the over the last 20 years but since i've been collecting data it is the one message that is read the most it's the one message they click on so if you don't put an opportunity to sell something, you're missing out. So let's say, I'll just give you guys an example. Let's say you have a newsletter, um, you created an opt-in opt page, today they call them lead magnets. Um, over the years, yeah, things, yeah. but let's say you have one of those pages, somebody opts in and signs up. The first thing they're gonna do is look for whatever you promised them and give them whatever you promise. If you're not, you're a turd, but, <laughs> but in there, at least put in the PS, you know, people who downloaded this also purchased this, you know, um, or, you know, that one little line right there, which I stole from Amazon, you know, <laughs> you know but that one Good little mind. line right there will make you 320% more revenue. And because they are looking for that email, you're giving what you, you're giving them, and now you're giving them an opportunity to, to do something. But what also that does for your list, if you're, if you're doing that, and for your email list, that also tells them that, hey, you're not just on here to be a looky-loo. You're not just on here to, you know, be a tire kicker or a plate licker. You're on here because I'm going to give you a lot of value, but I'm also going to offer you stuff. I'm not doing this for free. Mm -hmm. um, so you're training them initially um, by doing that. And you can just do it with the PS. It's fine. Like if you don't want to be more aggressive than that, you know, that's, that's perfect. But just the PS, just sliding it in there, um, you'll find that you're going to make tons more money in that. And then the follow-up sequence after that could be the thing that you, you, you mentioned in the yeah, um, yeah. thing. In yeah. And I've found exactly the same thing with, with uh, that first email that is triggered in the sequence uh, in, and I, I mostly do funnels where they're, um, pretty forward with the stuff that they're selling. You know, they show a one-time offer and then that first email is often a reminder of that one-time offer or a special offer. You can't really call it a one-time offer if it's not one time. But yeah. uh, 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 that first email accounts for 
or more or, uh, across the board of all the emails in the sequence, even if you have it for a week or two uh, in length. So um, that's the most important one. Highest, highest uh, open rate, highest click-through rate, and highest uh, uh, revenue per lead. Yeah. And what's fascinating is so many people focus on the end of the sequence. More energy, they put so much energy in thinking about the whole entire sequence when I think the most energy should be on that, that right there and then work your way backwards. Because yeah. for me, when it comes to testing, when it comes to anything, I always go in the flow of the traffic. So what's the flow of the traffic, whatever the traffic source is. I always test that way. So the first thing I test, you know, with me, I'm sending emails. I test the email. Then after I test the email and I, you know, I've got the email. The next thing I test is the, the page they're landing on. After I test the page they're landing on and then I test the next thing. Because if I don't get them through, they're never going to see it anyway. So, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> like some people spend all their energy focusing on the end when it's like they're never going to get there if you don't get them there. <laughs> yeah, true, true. So um, is there anything else uh, uh, that you want? So we're kind of running out of time here, but if, oh, yeah, well. anything else to add? But uh, um, I just wanted to uh, bring up a few things that uh, – um, that we have here, you mentioned, uh, uh, I keep thinking of Sendline, it's Send Eagle uh, yes. is, is your one. Um, that's, uh, that looks awesome. Um, the, the EPC Institute is, uh, is, is one of the, the things, the offers that you have as well. That's, that's great. Um, the uh, URL for that, um, uh, how, how, what's the best way for a person to, to find out more about you? And, yeah, that's, and, I mean, that's probably better because I will tell you guys, yeah, yeah. Uh, those of you guys know, when you go there, I, sometimes I run specials in a, there's a place where you can go and find the special. So if you want deals, <laughs> if you want to steal a deal, sometimes I give out coupons. Uh, sometimes I do, you know, special webinars and things like that um, to a special group. And I'll tell you guys um, is the easiest way or the easiest thing if you're on Facebook um, is I have a secret group and it's actually called the list budding club. And uh, inside there, we talk about email marketing. Any, I mean, it's any, anybody that has anything to do with email marketing, list building, um, that's the conversations in there. And, um, and it's actually, if you go to, if you go there, it's, it'll be Matt Basak's list building club, but I believe it's, it's facebook.com forward slash list building club. Like we actually, I'll put, I'll put the URL, um, on the website as well. Genius is a copywriting website. Yeah. Um, perfect. But, but so if you search on, on Facebook for Matt Basak's list building club, it'll be the first result. Yeah. Okay, good. Because, uh, yeah. it's private. It's a, it's, I have to approve you to get in. Um, yeah. so, um, but it's, and it's marked as private, but yeah, you guys should be good then. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I think, and I'm sure you can search for it as long as you can search for it. You won't be able to see what's in inside the group. That's for, um, uh, that's for approved members only, but, but that's the best place to, uh, start to learn more from, from you, which, uh, um, I hope I'm in that group because if, if not, you, you can expect my application too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but but there's that. There's uh, uh, sendeagle.com, the EPC Institute, all, all sorts of stuff like that, which uh, um, are incredible resources that, that Matt provides. Um, and if you if you're really serious about this, uh, unless you're uh, too late in listening to this podcast, you'll come see Matt, Matt speak at the uh, the event in Europe in in uh, in the end of August. So. Um, we just found out that, that Matt's uh, speaking there. Um, I'm really looking forward to your presentation. Um, so hopefully that uh, uh, that comes around quickly. I can't wait for that. And uh, and uh, but the best uh, thing for most people listening to this, go search for um, what was it, Matt Basak's list building group. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's one uh, on geniusofcopywriting.com. I'll put the uh, the full URL so you can click through to that, apply to join the group, and and uh, and go from there. So. I really appreciate you spending the time with us. Uh, um, you know, as with uh, all of these uh, 
these episodes, I, I've learned something myself. I've got plenty of notes written here, so um, I'll, I've got some more homework to do. So uh, thanks for coming on. You are you are a genius of copywriting. Thank you. Thank you very much. It is an honor to be here. Seriously, I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.